Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Don't worry, I already spilled. <laughs> Must be it's a Friday. Welcome in. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, the guy who spills everywhere all the time. Hope you're having a great Friday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. A lot to get to today. A huge weekend around the sports world of Montana and outside the state borders as well. And we'll get you all prepped up for it. Usually on Fridays, our good friend Rajim Seabrook swings by, and he will. He's just on his way, taking care of some family stuff right now. So hopefully hopefully everything goes smoothly, and uh, then he'll be here uh, shortly. If you want to watch the show or listen to the show anywhere besides the traditional radio or television, you can head to our station website, 102.9 ESPN.com. Excuse me, 102.9. You don't need that point in there. The point is for the radio dial. The website, 102.9 ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. You can stream the show or you can stream ESPN Radio all the way around 24 hours a day by doing that as well. 
or you can watch us on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. That's part of our big fall giveaway. You're going to have to subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the Nuanas Now podcast, and then also go follow our good friends over at Alpine Touch as well as Haymaker Beef on Instagram. Also follow us on Instagram, ESPN Missoula. Also just hit it over to the Facebook too. Get us there, but Instagram is what we're worried about the most. And uh, then once you've done all that, shoot us a text, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Just tell us, hey, we've entered your fall giveaway. We're closing in on it about a week away. So uh, get those entries in. We'll be doing a drawing later on next week in anticipation of then giving away two sweet prize packages. One prize package includes a Traeger smoker, courtesy of Alpine Touch, a bunch of Alpine Touch, as well as a beef box from Haymaker Beef. The other prize pack includes an otter box and a grill, courtesy of Twisted Tea. So, follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and then shoot us a text. 888-1029. That's 888-1029. You're going to want to remember that number as well because got some stuff for you, including... A six-pack and a sandwich, courtesy of Warden's Market. So that's coming up. You'll see when you get here. I guess we'll get there when we do. Uh, But stay tuned in. We got a bunch of free stuff for you, including a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warden's Market. We are broadcasting to you, of course, from the Northwest Motorsports Studio, and it is a Friday. That's what I spilled was my coffee. I got my triple shot iced Americano. Rajim's got a hot Black Americano waiting for him. But also getting down on the tea, the peppermint tea, both hot and iced there at Forest Coffee. Good, really good. It's a Friday night. There's all sorts of cool high school sports going on all the way around the state of Montana. You're already going to stay up late, so get, go get yourself a little medicine. Go get yourself a little coffee, maybe a little tea, whatever. Something to keep you warm if you're going to an outside sport. Something to keep you awake if you are got a late night watching volleyball or hoops. Florence Coffee, they got kiosks all around the great state of Montana. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's likely a Florence Coffee company near you. Florence Coffee has been Montana family-owned and operated since 2003. Ton of stuff going on in the world of sports here in the state of Montana. So let's take a look around that wide world of sports. Probably the most prestigious of accomplishments thus far this fall sports season, is the Grizz soccer team. They're heading to the NCAA tournament third time in four years. Chris Chudovitsky and his staff done a tremendous job building up this Grizz soccer team. They are arguably the best program, uh, best, best athletic program in the athletic department at the University of Montana right now. That's awesome. Good to see. Uh, good for those young ladies. They play Washington State tomorrow. That's Saturday. 6 p.m. in Pullman. So, uh, the NCAA soccer tournament is much like the NCAA women's basketball tournament, where a lot of the early se- early excuse me early um, seedings, the uh, the the early round games are at hosted sites. So part of that's regionality, part of that's travel, part of that is just wanting to have uh, as much exposure as possible, as much fan support as possible. So our guy Andrew Houghton of ESPN Missoula, our producer, he's going to be heading over to Pullman. So we'll have some live coverage of that. You can follow him on Twitter. Um, and I'll probably be stringing some of those tweets through on the ESPN Twitter account as well 
at 1029 ESPN, or you can follow him at Andrew Houghton. So um, that'd be fun to get some live updates there for sure. Also, the all-class volleyball tournament is going on in Bozeman. So we'll get to some scores from that here momentarily. Uh, if you've never been to that event, what a cool event. All four classifications, AA, A, B, and C, all descend upon Brick Breed and Fieldhouse. And you got one court for each classification. So you can just track, track, track. You can watch four matches at once. You can focus on each individual classification. Uh, but it's a very cool setup and uh, very fast-paced action. So um, we'll have a state volleyball champion uh, when we come out of the weekend on Monday. So we'll get you caught up with that and uh, where we're at in the brackets, particularly the AA level. Uh, the Frontier Conference level, Frontier has been all over the place this year in football. It's it's amazing to me sometimes when a league has like a definitive power, which Carroll College was absolutely one of the great dynasties in the history of college football, period. No questions asked. And they won six national titles in like 15 years. Unbelievable. Um, but Carroll was so, so dominant, won the Frontier Conference year after year after year after year. Well, once they had their little fall from grace, now it's been everybody in the mix to be the premier team in the Frontier Conference. Montana Tech wore that title for a little while. Southern Oregon had it for a little while. Montana State Northern was kind of competitive when Mark Sampson was there. Kyle Sampson, the former Grizz quarterback, was up there as the offensive coordinator. So um, they're still trying to find who is the premier team. But right now, this year, the team that's in the driver's seat is the Rocky Mountain College Bears. And that's probably of interest for multiple reasons. But former Montana Gatorade Player of the Year, Nathan Dick, he led Billings Sr. to three straight state championship games. Uh, The Bronx, I think they won two. Uh, they weren't back-to-back. I believe they went one and then a loss and then another win. But regardless, he was a state champion and the Gatorade Player of the Year and an awesome player. The quarterback for the Bronx when Gabe Solser was a junior, he then came to Montana, and he's talented. He's just small. He's he's very short. And uh, he got a little bit of a shot here, but then decided to go back home to Billings, and he's now the quarterback for Rocky Mountain College, and he's definitely one of the most dynamic players in the Frontier Conference, and he's got Rocky right now to tie for first place. If they beat Montana Western Saturday, they will have at least a share of the Frontier Conference title. So that'd be cool. That'd be fun to monitor. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely keep you up to date in terms of what Frontier Conference schools make it into the NAIA National Playoffs. And then, of course, at the Division One level, Montana is at Northern Arizona. First trip to Flagstaff since 2016. I still can't believe that. It's unbelievable that that is the case, but it is the case. So first trip to flag since 2016 for the Grizz. None of these players have been there. Uh, I said yesterday, i got to correct myself. I said hardly any of the staff besides Bobby Howe could have been there. That's actually not true once I thought about it. Chad Germer, the offensive line coach, has certainly been there plenty of times because he's had what he's on his third different stint at Montana, fourth different head coach he's worked for at Montana. So he's certainly been down to NAU. Chan Schilliger has been down there as both a player and a coach. Montana's uh, safeties coach, Justin Green, running backs coach, has been down, down there as a player and as a coach as well. Brent Pease, Montana State's, or excuse me, Montana's uh, wide receivers coach and associate head coach, he actually coached at NAU as well. He was the offensive coordinator on Jerome Sauer's first staff there at NAU back in 98. So that was the first move that Pease had made when he left his alma mater. And so I, I sort of misspoke there because at least those guys, just off the top of my head, have absolutely been to flag. But strange circumstance that the most, the majority of the Grizz football roster has not been to the walk-up Sky Dome in Flagstaff, Arizona. And then, of course, Montana State 
they host their final regular season home game. We're going to get to uh, a lot of Grizz and Bobcat talk in the second hour. Rajim's got a split because Missoula Sentinel hosts a playoff game tonight, the semifinals in Missoula tonight. Kalispell Glacier in town for that one. But in the second hour, we're going to hear from, speaking of that Bobcat senior day, Tucker Rovick, senior quarterback from Montana State, as well as Brent Vegan, the head coach for the Bobcats. So get you a little preview of that game against Idaho and also just some of the dialogue and, and uh, narrative around Tucker Rovick's career as well. And also some big games in the Big Sky Conference too. So we'll talk about some of the big matchups a little later on in the show. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Montana, new to Missoula. You can find them here in town at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also check them out online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Let's dive into a prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. The Class AA State Volleyball Tournament, yesterday it was all the Eastern AA 4-0 for the East. Billings Senior knocked down the top seed from the West, Missoula Sentinel, in five sets. Billings West took out Kalispell Glacier in four sets. Great Falls CMR swept Butte, and Bozeman beat Kalispell Flathead in four sets. The first loser out game this morning, Missoula Sentinel sends Kalispell Glacier pack, and so 0-2 barbecue for the Wolf Pack, but Sentinel stays alive and that they're actually engaged in a match right now. So we get you an update on that once we get to the break. Uh, but then Kalispell Flathead also stayed alive against Butte. Meanwhile, in the uh, undefeated semis, Billings West sweeps Billings Senior, and Great Falls CMR sweeps Bozeman. So the other loser-out match includes Flathead versus Senior and then Sentinel versus Bozeman. So those two will play out, and then they'll have one more loser-out match tomorrow. Or excuse me, this evening, so you still can play your way through the losers bracket, but right now, excuse me, I, I misspoke that the undefeated matches from earlier, not the semis. The lone undefeated semi features West versus CMR, but Missoula Sentinel, Bozeman, Kalispell Flathead, and Billings Senior all remain alive. So uh, we'll keep you up to date probably after the weekend is over. I'll get an update from you though for the um, Sentinel side of this thing as uh, Sentinel tries to stay alive after they were the number one seed coming out of the Western AA. At the Class A state tournament, the semifinals, or excuse me, the uh, the the undefeated semifinal includes Polson versus Haver. Haver took out Billings Central, the defending state champions, earlier on uh, last night. Polson took out Corvallis. So then the teams still alive on, in the losers bracket include Dillon, Corvallis, Harden, and Billings Central. So we're basically at that point in the tournament where you got six teams left including some teams that need to play their way back into it. Um, and then Class B, Huntley Project remains in the hunt. Of course they do uh, against Townsend. Huntley, I think they're gunning for their 13th state title in the last 15 years. Maybe It might be 14 and 16. It's one of the greatest dynasties in the history of high school sports. Seriously, anywhere in the country. I mean, you find anyone that's won that many state straight state titles it's crazy, and they just have they have a, a machine at Huntley Project. I mean, Florence Carlton's been awesome at volleyball for a long time, and Huntley swept them today, so that's how good the Red Devils are. So Townsend Huntley Project in the undefeated part of the bracket, and uh, Jefferson, they took out Florence Carlton, so Florence Carlton's out. 
Malta Shoto, Jefferson all remain, uh, as well as Townsend and Huntley Project at the Class B ranks. So you look at some high school football. The Class AA um, semifinals include, as I mentioned, Kalispell Glacier coming to town to play Missoula Sentinel. The Wolfpack pushed Sentinel pretty good this year. Glacier is an interesting one because I think the Glacier is one of the top four teams in the state. I actually think that the top four teams in the AA level made it to the Final Four. I think that that's exactly what it is. I think Sentinel, West, Billings West, uh, Helena High, and Kalispell Glacier are the four best teams. So, um, And those are the four teams playing in the semifinals. But Glacier is an interesting one because they got off to a 3-0 start, then they lost three out of four, but a lot of that was the scheduling. And they lost to Helena, they lost to Sentinel, um, and then they lost to Butte. Well, they advantaged that loss to Butte last week, and uh, Sentinel probably got pushed more this year by Glacier than almost anybody. The Spartans beat Glacier 29-21. And after that, after that game, then Sentinel basically went out and pitched a shutout for the next four weeks in a row, maybe even five weeks in a row. So an unbelievable defensive performance by the Spartans, no doubt. And... Uh, it should be a good one tonight at Missoula County Public Stadium. Here's the thing. Sentinels winning in a different way than they were last year. Actually, the, the Spartan defense didn't get enough credit during their state championship march a year ago. But that defense is just as mean this year, and they're performing at an incredibly high level. They're super well coached. They're very fundamental, and uh, they just take care of business. They're, they're a very, very good, sound, aggressive, and more importantly, tight-knit unit, the, the team itself. That's the thing I think it, Sentinel has not gotten enough credit for these last couple years. Last year, they got six dudes that went to the Division One ranks. You got Cameron Sermon, who's over at Washington. He's, he's on the depth chart as a quarterback there at UW. You got Dylan Rollins, the Gatorade Player of the Year, who's down at BYU right now. And then you have four different guys, Soren Sivrud, Gino Leonard, TJ Roush, and Jace Klusiewicz, all playing for the Montana Grizzlies. So that's a lot of talent right there uh, on that squad. But I also think that it was a little bit under the, – the, the narrative was that these guys have so much talent. They're a team of destiny. There's no way anybody's going to beat them. They have 61 players. That, that narrative sort of overwhelmed the narrative of Sentinel being a selfless team, guys making sacrifices to chase a state championship. The fact that they brought the first state championship to Missoula in more than 25 years, that they brought the first state championship home to Sentinel in almost 50, those guys had to come together. They had to take everybody's best shots – but also, like the execution and the heart and soul that they play with and the ability to seize the moment, all those things sort of got overshadowed because everybody kind of just spun it like it was they were just so talented. Well, they were definitely talented, but it takes a lot more than just that. And this Sentinel team, they have a couple guys that are college-bound. Zach Cruz is going to go to the Montana Grizzlies. Charlie Kurgan's going to go play at Montana Tech. He's a very good player. Um, Joe Wida is going to walk on at Montana. But this team, even more than last year's team, is doing it because they play for each other. And it's a great culture that they've created. I think it's a perfect balance between fun and execution and discipline. And uh, that's what Dana Oliver really wants. So um, I do think, though, the, te- the the program that rivals Sentinel in the state right now is Glacier. I think Grady Bennett does a hell of a job as well. And so it should be a really good one in uh, Missoula tonight. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Here's your other 
semifinal matchups throughout the state of Montana. At Class A, you have undefeated Polson going to Laurel, the defending state champion Laurel Locomotives. Jarrett Wilson, <laughs> unbelievable, man. The guy threw for another million yards last week, but he's up to, he, he actually had his interception streak broken. He had 40 touchdowns and zero picks. He got it up to 44 straight touchdowns without a pick, but then he threw a couple last week, but he still comes into this semifinal with 47 touchdowns and two picks. Unreal. I mean, he, he is an unbelievable player. He's playing at a, such a high level. And we had a fun time having him on the show a couple weeks ago. And uh, we might have to have him on again because he's he's ripping it up right now. So Polson at Laurel. And then Lewistown, the upstart Golden Eagles of Fergus County. They come to Hamilton to take on the undefeated Bronx. In Class B, it's Jefferson heading to Florence. Florence has now won 11 in a row. Uh, the Falcons on the number one team in Class B. Jefferson had a big upset last weekend on the road. So we'll see if they can parlay that momentum. And then Big Fork to Eureka. That's actually the shortest trip out of all these. I didn't even give you the mileages. But Jefferson to Florence, 163 miles. Big Fork to Eureka is 83 miles. At the Class C eight-man level, you got Park City going to Tavinson Falls. That's 421 miles, longest trip of the weekend. You also have Drummond, Phillipsburg. That's Flint Creek going to Fort Benton. That's 199 miles. And then Class C six-man, got 175 miles one way for Shields Valley to travel to Power Dutton Brady. And then you got 320 miles for Big Sandy to head to Freud Lake. By the way, those double-A matchups, 127 miles from Kalispell Glacier to Missoula Sentinel and 238 miles from Helena to Billings for the Helena High Bengals to take on Billings West. The Class A trip's probably the longest, actually. 398 miles for Polson to Laurel and 319 from Lewistown to Hamilton. So uh, we'll give you scores from over the weekend on Monday during the Montana Football Hour. But one of the best matchups of the night across the high school football playoffs features Helena High. A nine-win Bengals team having to go on the road for the second week in a row. They drilled Bozeman last week, 42-7 to in the Gallatin Valley. So Helena High comes in riding high. I think they've won six in a row. Caden Hewitt, the quarterback for the Bengals, one of the leading candidates for Montana Gatorade Player of the Year and one of the best players in the state of Montana. He's headed to the Montana Grizzlies next year, but he's got big-time goals this year. Our Andrew Houghton caught up with the future Grizz quarterback and the leader of the Helena High Bengals, Caden Hewitt from earlier this week. Happy to welcome in now for the Prep Extra segment, Helena High quarterback Caden Hewitt. Hewitt and the Bengals going into a state semifinal game against Billings West tonight. They're 9-2 and two on the season. Caden, let's just start there. What's been the feeling around this team this year? I mean, you guys are one of the final four now. Anything can happen. You guys have had a great season. How are you feeling going into this game? I'm feeling great. Uh, we had a great week of practice, a lot of focus, a lot of film study. I've um, been working with our coaches, getting there, get the, getting the prep ready. Um, uh, Billings West is a great team. they got great coaches, a bunch of athletes on their team. So we're just excited to go down to uh, Billings and have a fun game. What have you guys seen from Billings West? That's a team that a lot of people thought was one of the best teams in the state. They were the runners-up last year, lost the championship game to Sentinel, came out and lost the opening game to Sentinel this year, and they've been undefeated since then. That's a really tough task you guys have this weekend. What have you thought about the Golden Bears? Um, They're a great team, a lot of athletes all around, a bunch of D1 athletes. Uh, Taco Dowler, well, the Dowler brothers are great. Um, All those guys, Clunch, just great athletes all around. They're a great team, big up front. Uh, they got great coaches over there. So, yeah, it'll be a really good game, and uh, they'll be a tough team for us. 
talking here on the Prep Extra segment with Helena High senior quarterback Caden Hewitt. Hewitt having a great year for the Bengals. Over 2,000 yards passing, also leading the team in rushing with 693 yards, over 60 yards a game. Caden, what's it been like running this offense this year? I mean, you guys score a lot of points. I think you scored 42 in each of your first two playoff games. It's going to be pretty fun running an offense like that. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, coaches give me the freedom to uh, do what I want, uh, and uh, it's just been fun. i got a lot of talent around me. My backfield, Marcus and Cade, they've been doing great. My O-line, shout out to them. They've been blocking amazing this year. And my receivers, man, they've been doing all the work for me. I throw it up to them, they just go get it. So it's it's not just me on the offense. It's all my buddies and um, all the work that we put in during the week. How important is this playoff run to you guys? Because looking at it last year, I think you guys had one loss going into it and then lost to Bozeman early in the playoffs. How much were you focusing on making a deep playoff run coming into this year, and how rewarding has it been to make it to the semifinals after losing early last year? Yeah, we've been focused on that since two-a-days, and Coach Evans have been preaching on that all year. Uh, we've been putting in a lot of work to get in that late run. And uh, we've just been having fun in the playoffs. And definitely we had a chip on our shoulder last game against Bozeman. We wa- we've lost to him in the playoffs two years in a row. And we just wanted to get that win over him to get in the semis. Yeah, you guys smoked Bozeman 42-7 to in the quarterfinals. Coming off a win like that, I mean, how much do you guys feel like you have it rolling heading into this Billings West game? I mean, I think you guys have won six in a row. You're one of the hottest teams in the state. Yeah, we're, we got a lot of momentum going in this game. We had a, a great game against Bozeman and Gallatin, and uh, we're just having fun right now, and we can't wait to get down to Billings, like I said, and just have fun. And uh, uh, But Billings will be a tough team. They're, they got a lot of athletes, so it should be fun, though. Talking here with Helena High quarterback Caden Hewitt for the Prep Extra segment. Caden, you're the second Montana quarterback I've talked to this week who's committed to the Montana Grizzlies because I talked with Hamilton High's Tyson Rostad the other day. Walk me through your recruiting process a little bit. I mean, I know Grizzlies fans will be excited to hear from you, but uh, how'd you arrive at that decision of committing to Montana? Uh, Me and my parents sat down and we went through pros and cons of both offers that I had from MSU and U of M. And at the end of the day, U of M was a better fit, and I mean, I love the coaches down there, Coach Rosie, Coach Alex, they're great guys. I love the atmosphere down there. You can't get any better than Grizz Stadium on a, on a Saturday uh, afternoon, so it's, I mean, it's great atmosphere, it has my major, um, and I just love it down there, and that's what, that's what it came down to, and I'm really excited for next year going to U of M. That's got to be every Montana kid's dream, right? Choosing between the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. What was your background growing up like with those teams? I mean, were you a Grizz fan growing up? Were you a Bobcat fan growing up? What's it been like for you as a Montana kid just growing up with those programs and then being recruited by both of them? Um, to be honest, I really didn't have a side when I was little. I went to both games. I went to I had, uh, uh, good friends playing on both sides. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it just was the best fit for me. And I'm really excited to go to U of M next year, and it should be really fun. Held a high quarterback, Caden Hewitt, joining us for the Prep Extra segment as the Bengals prepare to face Billings West in a double-A state semifinal tonight. Caden, what are you expecting the atmosphere at that game to be like? You guys are going down to Billings. I know that they're probably going to bring a big crowd. And, of course, you know, you're playing for the chance to go to the state championship game. Just what are you expecting that atmosphere to be like at the stadium? 
Uh, it's gonna be. They got a great stadium down there. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be packed. I hope it's packed. I hope it's loud. Uh, it's gonna be great. Uh, a lot of, a lot of hype to this game. And uh, like you said, it's it's a game going into the state championship, so it's a big one. And everybody w- is gonna be wanting to play for that state championship, so it's gonna be a tough game. Um, but yeah, I hope there's a big crowd and a lot of a lot of noise. It should be fun. What would that mean for you, making it to the state championship game and getting a chance to play on that stage? Um, I mean, that's all I've been wanting since I stepped on the field as a varsity player sophomore year. And we haven't, I don't think Helena High has won it since 1932. So it'd be, it'd be awesome to put under my belt and go win a state championship with my senior buddies and this, uh, this team and all the coaches. It, it would be awesome. Caden, I'll get you out of here, but just anything else that you're thinking about going into that game against Billings West tonight? Uh, we're definitely going to have to play our best game tomorrow night uh it'd be a great matchup between us and billings west uh, we gotta play as a team uh we just gotta put uh, points on the board and let our defense do what they do and just go out there and have fun and execute plays well i'm andrew houghton that's helena high quarterback caden hewitt joining us for the prep extra segment here on espn 102.9 missoula caden man thank you so much for your time good luck against billings west in the high school state semifinals tonight really appreciate your time thanks for coming on Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Caden Hewitt. Thank you, Andrew Houghton. Great interview there. These high school kids, man, are so articulate and they're so well-spoken now. I I, uh, I know I say it all the time, but it's just worth mentioning a lot, man. I think that it's cool. I, I really enjoy it. You know, it, I guess, how do you even say this? You've always been able to get good interviews from high school kids from like a print perspective when you're uh, just, you know, shooting the breeze with them, taking some hand notes not a lot of pressure, but on camera, on the mic, a lot of times it's there's just a little bit of a, I don't know, just they haven't been prepared for that quite as much. But now, for whatever reason, kids have. Like, I guess what I'm saying, 15 years ago when I was covering preps in the newspaper business, loved doing high school stories, but I would have had a hard time finding kids that I would put on the radio for 10 minutes in a row. And these kids are just money. They're awesome. So appreciate all, all these uh young people for joining us and making this show what it is because it's certainly a fun time. I was also blown away by that statistic because what Caden Hewitt said there is very true and uh, great reverence for history from the young man. Since 19, I think he said 1932. I actually believe it's 1936, but still it's been since the 30s and that's of the last decade <laughs> to, of uh, since Helena High has won a state championship. That's amazing because Helena High has been one of the most solid programs in Class AA forever and ever. I mean, they, I, they really never have been bad. They're always pretty good. Helena High has always been pretty good. And, uh, you know, Tony Arnston was there for, I think, 26, 27 years. Scott Evans was uh, his right-hand man there for two decades plus. And now Scott Evans is leading the charge there as Helena High's head coach. So they've had a lot of consistency in their program. They've always had good linemen. They've always had good skill guys. By the way, Chase McGurran, Helena High product, uh, committed to Montana earlier this week, as did Ian Finch, Missoula Hellgate product. So a couple receivers there for that future quarterback who you just heard from, uh, Caden Hewitt. But pretty crazy that Helena High has been on that long uh, of a state title drought. Our main guy, Regime Seabrook, he said he's on the way. But in the meantime, myself and Andrew Howell, we're going to rap about some NBA. We haven't talked any NBA for a long time. If you know me, you know that's not like me. More on Nuanas now right after this. Keep it here, ESPN Radio.
Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. school football playoffs are into the final four around the state of Montana. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Missoula Sentinels charge to a second consecutive Class AA state championship continues tonight at Missoula County Public Stadium. Kalispell Glacier, team that knocked off Butte last week, will face a Spartan team on a nine-game winning streak this season and a 19-game surge dating back to last year. Sentinel defeated Glacier 29-21 earlier this year. In Billy, the second-ranked West Golden Bears will host a red-hot Helena High team that went to Bozeman, posted a 42-7 win last weekend. West has won 10 in a row since a season-opening loss to Sentinel. Spartans and the Golden Bears played for the state title in Billings last year. In Class A, undefeated Polson travels to reigning state champion Laurel for one semifinal, and undefeated Hamilton hosts upstart Lewistown in the other. In Class B, Jefferson will be the next challenger to a Florence team that has won 11 straight games, while Big Fork and Eureka will play on the other side of the bracket with a state title berth on the line. In Class C, eight-man Park City travels to Thompson Falls, and the Flint Creek Co-op heads to Fort Benton, and in six-man, Shields Valley travels to Power Dutton Brady, while Big Sandy travels to Freud Lake. In college football, Montana State has its final regular season home game against rival Idaho, and a total of 19 Bobcats will celebrate Senior Day. And Montana plays at Northern Arizona for the first time since 2016. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. rebranding this show and making decisions about things like rejoins and intro music and all that before our great engineer and uh, producer Tommy Evans cut up what you now know as the the typical opening bass line of Nuanas now. I took a poll of all of my closest people. I even a poll. I just asked them, you know, give me some songs that remind you of me. This was, I believe, the top vote giver. That's hilarious. I have a very diverse musical taste. I certainly love some hip-hop. I love some grimy trick daddy like we're listening to right now. It's also just so funny because it shows you, like, what moments in time in your life people associate the memories of you with or, like, the people you're closest with, where those people come from. 
in the scope of your life. Most of the people that said that were people that I knew, obviously, in college. This was when, you know, we were hard, man. We were listening to some hip-hop at the University of Montana. But anyways, funny stories, fun times. Hope you're enjoying all the great variety of music that we got here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula and new to Montana. You can also find them online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Rajib Seabrook, he texted me that he's on his way, uh, so we will await his arrival shortly. But in the meantime, uh, I was telling Andrew, hey, Rajib's got some stuff going, so uh, he'll be here when he gets here, and uh, maybe we'll fill in the blanks with some Big Sky football. And he said, nah, man, we got to talk about the NBA because we haven't talked about the NBA hardly at all. And if anybody listens to this show, you know that I'm a big NBA guy. Um, I also, though, will admit this, of all the things that were um, not great in terms of the um, cancellations and reschedulings and all that because of the pandemic, I actually really liked the delay of the NBA season. I think the NBA season should just start like around Christmas and, and then just go farther into the summer. Then it won't have to battle football so much. And I don't really usually start paying attention to the NBA until Christmas. But I think the reason I'm less engaged in the NBA right now than ever before, other than the fact that we just have such great sports going on in Montana right now, that's consuming the majority of my sports attention and giving me the majority of my sports fix. But the thing that I think that has gotten me completely unengaged with the NBA right now, first, is that the dominant storylines are... (laughs) about a couple guys that are just so dumb and <laughs> they're just not playing and they're just forfeiting millions of dollars. I'm talking about Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets and Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. These guys are not setting a good example for anybody. And I just can't believe that you could possibly sacrifice that much money straight up from not showing up to work to fulfill a contract that you signed. Uh, but, but regardless, the other thing, though, is I think that there's a vast majority of NBA players that are also interested in the season not starting till Christmas because there's a lot of guys that aren't playing right now and or are load managing. I mean, I know LeBron probably has a little bit of a tweak. I think LeBron would have figured out a way to have a tweak right now. Uh, LeBron's not trying to play before Thanksgiving. LeBron's trying to let Russell Westbrook do whatever he can for the first couple months here. LeBron's going to try to save his the gas in his tank. I thought Jay Adonde made a great point on the Bill Simmons podcast last week. He said... Uh, the bubble was so perfect for LeBron James because if you give LeBron a 10 to 12 week timetable in which he has to be in peak physical condition, he is so good at honing his body, he will do it. He can't do it for more than 12 weeks because you, he's a human. He's not a robot. That's about as good as it can get, especially when you're in season 19. That's right, 19 for LeBron James. But LeBron's not alone. I think that that's one of the reasons why I'm just not engaged in the NBA yet because there's just a lot of guys that are sort of biding their time. They're they're waiting for the calendar to turn, so to speak. Well, you brought up the exact reasons why I don't think that anybody is talking about the NBA right now. Right. It is because, you know, there's so much else going on. It is because the Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving stories sort of dominated the offseason leading into it. But, man, the reason I brought up the NBA is because, you know, LeBron aside, I mean, June is for LeBron and Kawhi right, and KD right, right. and everybody else. Right now in the early season, man, there's a lot of great stuff to talk about with the NBA. That's why I wanted to bring it up. So tell me what. I mean, 
The rookies are doing really well. At it least it looks like initial... a historic rookie class. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors are back. They have the best record in the league. That is that is so non-surprising to me. No, it's not. And as Steph had 50 the other night, he looks like he's the MVP frontrunner again. Yep. It's not surprising. It's still a cool story, man. I've is, always been sure. a fan of the Warriors, and you know sometimes that gets old when a team starts winning. Yeah. See, uh, the, here, the, th- the thing is, though, that the, the Warriors... Uh, Get in here. Rajim's doing dances outside. He's got his pink on. We're throwing you on the other side because I'm, I'm talking to Andrew right now. But Rajim Seabrook in studio. It is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm going to do the buttons from across the way. We're going to be all crossed up here. But we, somebody slid our microphone cord here. So. What is going on? What is, what's going on? What's going on with you, bro? Are you good? I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah. Rajim had a little family stuff to take care of and... Uh, Sorry about it, man. So it's, it's a bummer. Yeah, I had to put had to put the family dog down, folks. And after man. 14 years of, of love and dock days and fishing and man. hot dog bribery when he was a puppy, it was just a it was a sad day. And anyone that has ever, God, I'm getting emotional right now. Anyone that's ever had a pet knows how it feels. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just I'm just glad to be here and. Glad to have a healthy distraction, and uh, I love you, and love the people listening. Hey, man. Well, we're happy to have you here. Hopefully, we can give you a little bit of a distraction, no doubt. And uh, it is, man. Blues of pets is the hardest thing in the world, man, because your pet never did you wrong ever, right? It's nothing but happiness when you got a dog. Well, it's also, like, one of the only beings in your life that is going to love you unconditionally anytime no you walk no in doubt. the door. Like, no doubt. your wife, your mom, your dad, your uncle, your brothers, your in-laws, <laughs> exactly. they always got an issue or a reservation. I don't care who you are, but your dog, you walk in the door and your dog's just like, dude, man, bro, love me, feed me, That's water right. me. That's right. Best friend man's ever had, man. Well, he, you gave him a great life, so that's that's a, it's a good thing. The circle of life, it's important. It's hard sometimes, but uh, it's also important. So uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. And uh, Rajim and I have been talking for a couple weeks now. We've both been watching this new Netflix series with Colin Kaepernick. And I know it's a controversial issue. That's sort of the point. We stay away from that kind of stuff often, but I do think this is important. So we're going to take a break real quick, and we'll come back and talk some Colin Kaepernick Netflix documentary. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio. Yo, yo, happy Friday. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Tell. There's a little roots for you on the way back. You digging the roots? You love the roots? Dude, do you want more? Of course. That's like one of the, oh, I love the roots. Organics, their first album, which isn't very well known. Yeah. Unbelievable. 
they've had a, quite the the uh, wild career path too, right? Like they're sort of underground. Like, nah, I don't know. They, they weren't as popular as they should have been for how talented they are, but then they got really popular, and then all of a sudden they're on The Tonight Show, and then they're, then they're like, mainstream. And, uh, the Roots are dope. I and, love they, the roots. and they had, like, different iterations of each other, too. No question. Like, there was just members came, members went. Yeah, it's... Um, the Roots, to me, are a very interesting uh, group to follow, especially when you separate them and their individual parts, too, like Questlove and, like... Uh, anyway... They're pretty dope. Roger M. Seabrook in studio with me. Coulter Nuwana's Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. They're located at the corner of Higgins and Mount. You can also find them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. New Netflix series. I mean, it's not really a docu-series because it's not a documentary. It's a It's like a realistic fiction portrayal of Colin Kaepernick's life. It's not necessarily <laughs> fiction, but like it's it, a narrative. It's a narrative, a perspective. Right, right. But if it's you not will. a documentary where there's like interviews with real people. It's like the personification of Colin Kaepernick's life, and he's like talking about his childhood, and it zooms out from him giving analysis about just the state of affairs as they are in the world, and it's sort of like in a cycle. He talks about like a societal issue, which that part about this I like. And then he goes into his analysis of said issue. That part I'm 50-50 on. We'll get to that in a minute. And then he goes into the, an example of this within his life. And it's then like a reenactment of his youth. Yeah. So anybody that's seen this knows what I'm talking about. If I ha- if you haven't seen it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler uh, yeah, alert. Yeah, I, I think that, though, the, you're going to get the gist no matter what, even if you don't ever watch it. But this is certainly uh, courageous of him to make because it's, it takes a lot of, uh, he's going to take a lot of heat for this. It's courageous in Netflix. Creators of Netflix for sure, um, but Netflix is just making that money. That's all that they really care. Make about. that Skrilla. But I'll, I'll let you start because I, I do think that there's a lot of. Um, I'm not even gonna say racial undertones, racial overtones. I mean, this thing is about race and society. It's about Colin Kaepernick and uh, his rebellious nature, where that comes from, the way he was raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for those that don't know the story, Colin Kaepernick was adopted by white parents in a suburb of Milwaukee and grew up affluently. Uh, but also with sort of a disconnect from the culture that he originally came from. And this is sort of about how that turned him into then what became, quite frankly, one of the most controversial social justice warriors of the modern generation for athletes. Agreed, agreed. And uh, I'll pick up where you left off, Coulter. I like how you broke it down on a macro, meso, and micro level. And I'll start with the zoom out. I love what this documentary is doing, is shining light on things that should be talked about. I I like how... The overtones are things that should be talked about, narratives that should be spoken of, and um, from a historical perspective, voices that have been marginalized and hushed. So it's nice to to, to see the light kind of shed on some things that need to be spoken on. When we go down the rabbit hole of making it about him, I, yes. I, I kind of need to split the atom and come back to that. I And... and I need to watch the whole series to come full circle That's before true. before yeah. I make any visceral snap judgments. But it's 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 sports meets the Wonder Years for Colin Kaepernick, and and I'm talking about like it's almost like the Kevin Arnold narrative. Yeah. It's even set up that way. Um, it's interesting from his perspective though, and in the first episode, I liked it because they 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 put light on another what would be deemed a rabble rouser, right? And Allen Iverson, who yeah. kind of changed the social cultural dynamic of the NBA 
the year after he won Rookie of the Year. I, I think that, and, and Col- the, the Colin Kaepernick situation, I think, blew up at a much higher level because of the circumstances that existed in the world at the time. Yes. Than maybe it would have in other portions of American history. But I think that at, in terms of the institution or or the 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 balance of society keeping minorities disenfranchised. Yes. Allen Iverson got destroyed more than anybody. People don't remember, man. Allen Iverson got thrown in prison when he was in high school. Yep. And the bowling alley. Because of a fight at a bowling alley where Allen Iverson was not involved at and, all. And he got fully crucified, vilified for, for being I mean, the dude went to prison. Yes. Not jail, prison. prison. When he was uh, not even 18 years old yet, and he persevered from that and came out and then went to Georgetown and was one of John Thompson's great players for the Hoyas and was the number one overall pick and perhaps the greatest counterculture icon of the post-Jordan era in the NBA, he introduced hip-hop culture. I mean, the NBA and hip-hop have been synonymous since the rise of Allen Iverson. I think that he is absolutely the guy that brought that connection together. Without hesitation. But in terms of just, you know, society keeping the black man down, Allen Iverson got it way worse than Colin Kaepernick, honestly. But but Colin Kaepernick did introduce this uh, into um, into the story in right. this documentary, or in this series. Yeah, what I liked about it and what I think Colin's trying to do right now is don't apologize for who you are. Why, why, why do we live in a society where we are apologetic for who we are? And when I look at people like Iverson more so than Kaepernick, why did he why did he have to apologize cuz he didn't fit a construct a socially created construct of what people thought an NBA player should look like and I just to me for Colin Kaepernick to kind of take that page and use that as fodder for his canon is very interesting and I'm, I I want to see where his narrative goes from this point going forward. Nuanas now ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television Rajim Seabrook in studio yep. with me Colter Nuanas this next one, I'm going to just let you speak on this because I think you have a much more uh, firsthand perspective on this. Um, and I'll just I'll start this by saying that I think that there's several different correlations. And by the way, I will say transparently, I've only seen the first three episodes of this. But the first episode opens with a scene that is among the most controversial scenes of this thing so far. They're talking about it on Good Morning America. They're talking about it on The View. Talking about it on the late night shows. And it's that Colin Kaepernick lays out imagery that basically compares the NFL, specifically the NFL Combine, to the slave trade. And in terms of the broadest of broad points, mm-hmm. the commoditization of humans, that connection I totally see. Totally see. After that, it digresses. But I'll, I'll let you speak on this first. I, I think from a construction, a construct aspect, it, it is a parallel. It's an intersection, a piece of, of history, society, and culture. Yes, very much so. Um, down to measurements, increments, looking at muscle mass, body fat, how strong, how tall. Yes, there, there are. And the hiring is done by people that are hiring you not because of anything that has to do with your human. They hire you everything to do with your physicality. From the neck you, down. And you are nothing but a commodity. You, 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 there's no care for your family no. or anything like that. You can be cut at any no. time. But the, but the parallel to me then ends there because I think there's some other points. But conti- continue. The other parallel that I do see is it's the management versus labor. Sure. And the disparity between. Like, I don't think we would have the same narrative if there was more equity 
amongst coaches, GMs, and owners in the league. That's a good point. And 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 when you look at it and you zoom out, it looks like that. It totally looks like that. And it's not that way for everyone. For some, it is. For some, it's it, it's a carryover. Um, you know, we, we see the same thing with police. We see the same thing in judicial systems. There's some carryovers from, from constructs from yesteryear. You know, you go from, sure. you go from o- overseer to officer. Get what I'm saying? Yes. So there is, there are some, there are some points that have some intersectionality, but there are some, there, there are some points where they just, they don't mesh and it's not a great comparison to have within the guise of sports. And that's exactly right. And then that's where then I think that what could be a, a very articulated point falls flat a little bit because then when the analogy continues to get fleshed out, the fact of the matter is that there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people of all different races that would love to be in the NFL, whereas yep. I don't think there's hundreds of thousands, of, if not millions of people that would want to be enslaved. I don't think anybody wants oh, to no. be enslaved. No, 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 no. Uh, also... You know, th- there's the voluntary nature of playing in the NFL. There's also the the unbelievable compensation of playing in the NFL. So those are the things I think that hurts the parallel. I think he had a good thought. I just think he didn't hash it out quite as well as he could have. Yeah, it was too broad stroke, too vague. But it's also something you don't want to get into the weeds on either. That's true. I think that the point falls the most flat because of his own, his Colin Kaepernick's own presence within this whole dialogue is what makes that entire point fall flat because Colin Kaepernick's been trying to beg and plead his way back into the NFL for several years. I think so, too, but I think his way of wanting to go about it and then almost re-inserting himself again, it might be under a different, and I hate to overuse the word guys, like he may come back and say, I am only going to come back under these conditions. I will do this. I won't do that. So... I also think that sometimes when you have a person of his ilk, regardless of the subject matter, sometimes you got to be in the system to buck the system to say, forget the system. So he could be trying to play double agent. But again, I'm only halfway through. We'll sure. see We'll see what the back end brings. It's certainly worth watching. I think that if you have an open mind and you don't have a preconceived notion of what you're going to think, and then you sort of let your mind absorb all the things that he does put on the table, there's a lot to agree with, disagree with. It doesn't matter. I mean, whoever you are, you can have whatever opinion you want. Absolutely. But I think that's the thing that is so flawed in the way that we consume all of this sort of stuff now is that a vast majority of people that are going to see this are going to say, they're thinking, well, I hate Colin Kaepernick. He hates America. I love America, blah, blah, blah. And then they're going to go into this thing with, I know I'm going to hate this. Oh, I watched it. I hate this guy even more. This guy's not a patriot, blah, blah, blah. Just go and do it without a preconceived notion and just absorb it because I do think that regardless if you agree or disagree, regardless if you think it's good or not, I think it's still important. And uh, I say have an open mind. I mean, it's the same thing when I watch documentaries on feminism. I'm not a woman, obviously. And if I was, I'm the ugliest one you'll ever meet. (laughs) But I go in with an open mind because there, there are some narratives, there are some things that I need to engage in. I will never know what it is to be female, just like, you will never know what it is to be black or exactly. indigenous right. or Italian or whatever. But that's the that's the other part is people that struggle with this is they will never understand their narrative because they'll never have that same affect. They'll never be impacted or mm-hmm. in, uh, impacted upon the same way those who are marginalized, hushed, and compartmentalized. The other part about this that's very polarizing is the fact that uh, both directly and uh, subtly, he, he's very critical of his parents. Colin Kaepernick is. Very. 
And uh, I do think that there's some validity to that because it seems as if they're very tone deaf when it comes to cultural acclimation and providing him with things that come from the culture he was born as rather than the one he's being raised in. But on the other hand, I think that the pundits would argue, well, this guy got handed a pretty sweet opportunity where he was living in an affluent neighborhood. He had the opportunity to go to a bunch of football and basketball camps that kids from the inner city maybe aren't going to go into. That was the number one thing. I was watching this, uh, and that's the number one thing I had to chuckle at, is that professional sports is so competitive, and you have to be such an elite and gifted athlete that opportunity is oftentimes so far down the list of what the equation is to get there. In other words... There's all sorts of kids that went to all those camps like Colin Kaepernick. They're not 6'3", 220 and run like the wind like Colin yeah. Kaepernick does, right? Like the, the the genetic gifts that you have, no matter what your opportunity is, that's oftentimes among, if not the most important part about professional sports. Well, that and the, I also, I will say sometimes the environment you're in as well. Some of these, uh, some of these cats that aren't like, say, from a, like a Christian Leitner background. Sure. Some of the, the environments produces you to get out of that. No question. Right, like to, to, to propel well, yourself I mean, to get the heck out. There is very few defensive linemen in the NFL that went to prep schools and Stanford. Very, no, very you, few. You went, you went to, you know, Oxford, Mississippi Senior High School and then went to uh, Gulf Coast Junior College and then got yourself the SEC and, bam, now you're just starting defensive for tackle real. for the Jaguars. And oftentimes the lack of opportunity is what got you there. Bingo. Bingo. I love it. You took the words right out of my mouth, mi hermano. Yeah, and it's an interesting one, and we'll continue as we continue to watch this because, uh, again, I, I think it took a lot of courage for Colin Kaepernick to put himself as part of the story. He's sort of this microcosmic storyteller to yes. get to bigger issues. Also, though, I think that maybe the entire thing could have had a lot more uh, punch if he wasn't involved in it at all. I think so, too, but I also like the way there's polarizing within the polarization sure. of the show. So um, I say check it out. We'll see how it ends. You never know. The punch could be coming at the end. High school football playoffs. Love it. Senior day in Bozeman. The Grizz in Flagstaff for the first time in forever. And a look around the Big Sky Conference. Hour one of Nuana is now in the books. Hour two coming at you. Keep it right here. CSPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear... How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 